Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Brought to you by the Where to Hunt podcast. It's Tactical Talk with real hunters getting it done across the nation. All right, hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another Tactical Talk uh, via the Where to Hunt podcast. Today we're talking with John Stewart out of uh, just south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We learned of you from Greg, Greg Litzinger, the bow hunting fiend, and we wanted to talk about early season strategy or maybe not, uh, depending on your approach and how you're getting it done over there. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, Eric. Uh, I just want to start by saying that, you know, I got a lot of different states that I hunt, you know, over the last 20 years, I've probably hunted a dozen states and, um, you gain a lot of information because deer inhibit a wide variety of areas in this country. You know, I've hunted swamps, I've hunted mountain bucks, plateaued mountains, Western mountains, you know, prairie, farm country, suburbs. I mean, um, so I, I want to um, say that um, you got to be careful um, when you're given information because one person might be hunting a certain area, you're hunting a totally different area. And the, the information, uh, you know, the, the tactic that you use in one area, it might, for this guy or where I'm hunting, might be totally um, different than another situation. And uh, so you got to make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Makes sense. Um, you know, yeah, there's no black and white um, when it comes to, you know, like I, I use analogies a lot. Another thing you might, pick up on when I'm talking just so people can relate. You know, I, I'm in an excavation business and I um I'll call a mechanic if a, a machine's broke down and I'll say, hey, my machine doesn't start. I ask him one question and he got 30 questions for me. So it's kind of the same thing. You know, people ask where where you hunt or what are you doing a mountain hunting? It's like, oh man, that's really um gray. There's no, you know, I got a ton more questions that fire back at you. But um and a lot of times people say that you um you contradict yourself as in me which i think can happen because when we talk about whitetail different situations and hunting um you're going to find that balance it's like a mass scale that's another analogy like it's like a like a you know the balance scale that you know if you put a gram on this side it kind of it's just you go too much one way uh, and then you got to put some weight on this side to find that you know so it's not um, just do this, do this, and then you know you got to go back to the other side and maybe do the complete opposite. Uh, you know, certainly, yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. But I like focusing on that because it's like people say, oh, "You said to do this," and then they do this, and then not in that situation. Because I've I've talked recently on times where I run through the woods. Man, I gain you know at a certain time I'm going through the woods, picking up all kind of info, looking left and right, and jotting all kind of notes down in my head, but. You know, oh, John runs through the woods. I need to run. No, there's other times I'm like barely moving through the woods, scouting. You know, like I was just out in the woods last week and it's green, so it's harder to find clues. You got to slow down, you know. Um, 
and I know you were wanting to talk on, you know, some early season tactics, but I just wanted to, you know, give you some information about me, um, and stuff like that. Um, now with deer hunting, and like I said, I've hunted a ton of different States, different topo, different, just a wide variety. And it's kind of like when you're young or in your infancy and hunting deer, it's like you have a couple tools, you know, maybe a little toolbox, you know, and then you graduate over so many years and hearing, reading about deer, you'll have like, I look at it as my mechanic and he comes out to the job. He has a huge service truck. He got every tool in it. He got, a, he got now. Um, so what you're learning in the deer woods or from other people is like that service truck as opposed to your little toolbox you had maybe 10 years ago, you know, so all this information you can gain, you know, cause there's different tactics. You got to, wide variety of ta tactics now that you can use in different situations, you know, but, um, anyways, as far as hunting early season, um, lately I don't get into much early season because, um, with my excavation business, I'm kind of getting busy through September, October. So it kind of limits my time. And another thing, Eric is, um, I'm, I'm limited on time, um, with my, my business but also um, I don't live, I, I've been hunting public land pretty religiously, like um, exclusively probably last seven, eight years. And so um, most of the spots I'm hitting up are with, you know, they're not even close to where I live. I live in, you know, like you, you noted, you know, just south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but um, probably two, two and a half hours is the closest piece of public ground that I hunt. So um, it's not too feasible for me to try to hunt these areas through October because as you know, m m most people know, you know, it might be masked and there are a lot of the deer are resting. They call it the law sometimes. And, you know, it might not be productive to be there in the woods hunting, you know, throughout the day. It might be good morning, evening, and I don't have the time to get to there just for an evening hunt. Now there's times, you know, so don't take out to the bank. I mean, there's times if you got a spot, there's a mask, um, you know, that the deer or some type of food they're keying in on and a bed's close. If you got them figured out, get in there and hunt it, you know, and then, you know, maybe right for, wait for the right moon or, you know, a front coming in and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. Um, that's kind of some factors for hunting, um, early season. Uh, but like I said, I don't really, um, get into it. Um, cause like I said, um, I don't live close. Um, and then, Sometimes you can get burned out hunting early season. I got to get out there. I got to get out. There. It might ruin your spot. And I think scent is a bigger part, you know, because it's usually warmer. And you might get to the point where you might be ruining that spot for later in the year. Um, and one big factor, whether it's early season or any time of year, is the unknown variable is hunting pressure to where, the, to me, that's the main, main variable that you have to figure out in your hunting area if you're hunting public land is how bad is the pressure anybody can read sign oh there's a big rub i'm going to hunt there there's a scrape da, 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 there's food but you can read the sign but is that deer going to be there if um the pressure's there he might be nocturnal you got to figure all that out so another thing getting back to early season maybe let the other guys get in there and pressure them and then kind of turn them into you know that and i believe these older deer if that's what you're after the ones that make it through on this public land find them little nooks and crannies or they live within a seam 
they'll satellite hunters. Um, you know, that maybe they know where these guys park and come in and sometimes it's further to get away from the road. Maybe, um, early season, um, the guys are hunting close to the road, pushing back. And, you know, that's why I kind of like, um, you know, I hunt the rut. Um, that's when my odds are the best. Um, like I said, with work, just all the things that add up to me hunting, um, that time. But like I said, don't, you know, you can't never, if, if you, with you got that toolbox full of tools, that service truck, you got all this knowledge from many years and reading podcasts and that, then there's different episodes, different tactics you could use in early season, you know, and a lot of things we, I used to do when I was younger, it was bow drives. Um, we were big on it. I, where I grew up, there's not many big deer. It's kind of like some coal mine towns, little, not many farms and, suburbs started growing and we started putting bow drives on you know um kind of bumping deer from woodlot to woodlot and um kind of getting someone set up where you know they're gonna wind up if you bump them out of here or use the wind to bump them up you know that that's a good way to um kind of get a shot at a deer um as long as you got enough spots and usually you do it in a spot that you're not maybe you're hunting a certain buck you kind of stay out of there or maybe you bump areas that, you know, he's not, or he could be in to kind of know where he's at, you know, but, um, I think the biggest, so there's a couple factors, uh, you know, I talked about is, um, being that I don't live close, you know, to my public hunting areas, um, you know, the, um, pressure is definitely any, you know, you always take that in consideration, you know, like I said, your scent. And then, um, so there's, there's a couple of reasons why I don't hunt. And like I talked to you earlier, Eric, before we got on the air is, um, I don't, I treat my hunt like it's a, a, a prosecutor in a, in a, a case he's trying to prosecute, maybe a murder, um, someone that committed a murder. It's like you get this prosecutor and he'll, uh, you know, he knows the guy has an idea. The guy, um, committed the murder. They kind of know him, but he gathers all this information. I mean, he's like obsessed with it and he finds out. And he doesn't take it to the jury, to court, till he knows everything about um, the whole case, the whole episode, the murder. And that's kind of how I approach my hunting. I mean, right up till the time I take it to the jury was like me going to the tree is like I'm putting cameras out. I'm scouting. I'm learning, watching. You know, I'll just drive the road, see where everybody's hunting. I mean, I'll study maps and, you know, it might take two, three years, but before um i really i mean I, I might hunt in the meantime but not so to the point where i know this is it it might be just kind of filling or maybe scouting area but i don't go sit in that stand till i know that the time is right to kill that deer usually you only get one chance it's like you know um the prosecutor he's going to take one chance of con convicting this guy in the murder you got to have all the, you got to have everything everything gathered up there's clues out there the deer have have clues or leaving there's a there's a story told you got to listen to them you know you got to read all the clues and then you go in to hunt like this year um so um the area i'm hunting um now is areas i've been hunting in these different states for several years and now i got all the clues i got everything and now i'm kind of when i get in that tree here's you know when i step foot in that tree i kind of know i'm gonna get a chance at a deer um I spent 30 hours in a tree this year and, and I, I missed 150 and I shot one about probably right around one four, shot two about 140, uh, the one that's a broken tines, but you know, in 30 hours, I think that's pretty good. So oh, public getting, land, a, yeah. you know, getting a chance Absolutely. at a deer in 10 hours, but it's not like, 
uh, but it's so many years and having all this, all these tactics and service truck full of tactics. And so that's, um, that's about where I'm at. And I know um, you said we got about 15 minutes there and, and it don't take long for, <laughs> for that to run out. So um, we'll, yeah. we'll just get you back on another one. We'll pull out some of these tools on the service truck and we'll figure out what you're doing specifically. The methodology and approach is good. Um, you know, what's one of the go-to tools once you're out there, how are you applying that Intel? And you got about uh, four, four to three, three to four minutes. Um, you mean early season or just in general? Just in general. In general, um, like I said, know everything you can. Um, pressure is number one. Stay away. Find the hunters. Find that scene. Find that plot spot where nobody's at. The fresh sign. Like I said, I've talked to other podcasts how I move through a piece of public land maybe second, third week in November, and I'll see. I'll, I'll learn where the deer are, maybe jumping, see where the hunters are. So um, find that fresh sign and get in there and, and get after that animal and know everything you possibly can before you go to hunt. You know, um, that's the biggest thing. Know the pressure. Know just as you'll find me use that word a lot. No, no, know everything. Know as much as you can. Before. Are you deploying trail cams at all uh, as a yes or a no? Yeah, I, I run my cameras right up till the time I kill. You know, last year when me and Greg killed, I mean, that day I was still pulling cameras. I didn't get in a tree till. That, you know, it's just like I'm constantly running. Things are evolving, changing throughout the whole season. You know, it's mast, it's breeding, it's recovery. It's, you know, goes through the whole phase and things are always changing. It's pressure. So you got to keep running these cameras and scouting and getting intel until you decide to get in that tree and uh, make a kill. And it's just you got all these tools and pull out the right tool out of the toolbox and go to work. So I dig it. Yeah, I like the the compounding effect of that knowledge over time and years and knowing which tool to pull out during what part of the season and or what situation. But mm -hmm. it sounds like hunting pressure is probably one of the biggest things you I focus think that's on. The biggest thing I've, whether I'm reading a map, right thing I go to, where's the hunters, where are they parking? Because if it wasn't pressure, anybody can kill a big buck. You just read the sign, you go out there and you kind of set up and stuff like that. And, you know, so pressure is the biggest thing in a lot of public land. You don't have. It's not like you can pull them into a food Most park. hunters can read a map the same way. It doesn't take, you know, rocket science to end up at the same damn spot. So you got to think a little bit outside of the box. Outside the box. Do different things. Try different things. Try a new tool we haven't used, you know? Yeah. Like you said, we can go on and on. But yeah. Um, we'll tell you what. We'll get you back on another one. Uh, we'll just find another 15 minutes in your schedule. And we'll just, now that we got the intro stuff done, we'll dive in deeper. But I'm going to, I'm going to. Uh, cut it for here and, and john thank you for doing this and i think we'll we'll have plenty more with you for these good thanks for having me eric i hope uh somebody can figure out a little something you know from my information maybe lead them in the right direction of killing a big buck <laughs>